Dracula. I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Hart, to my house. Come here. Our first award goes to the vampire for most blood drained in a single evening. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him. Good evening, my fellow vampire lovers. The sun is going down and you know what that means. It's time for me to record another episode of my podcast, The Beautiful Dead. As always, I'm your host, Lena Nazari. There's several different ways that you can get a hold of me. I will put them all here on the screen. Uh, for those of you who are listening to the audio version only, go to leanandnazari.com. That's the quickest way. I'm going to save you a bunch of time. My next appearance is going to be Fan Expo Philly, and that is all I have booked at this point in time. I can't think of anything beyond writing this book. It is filling my every thought. So <laughs> it has been a rough couple of weeks here and I haven't been able to write as much as I wanted to. I'm back to working both jobs, so uh, please bear with me. To my podcast listeners, I am back. I got a new mic. Last week I told my YouTube audience that I was going to record all of February all at one time, but then I decided to hold off and get this new mic so that I could bring the audio version back for those of you who just don't want to go on to YouTube, which is fine. So we are back. The podcast is back. I have a new mic. And for those of you on YouTube, um, I don't know if you could see, but the tree is gone. The vampire Christmas tree is gone. And we now have a goth cat tree. So I don't know how well you can see it, but that's okay because... I'm going to post a picture here on the video right now, but also on my uh, Instagram, so go check that out. Tonight's vampire tea, you're going to know why here in a minute, is Guilty Pleasures. Now, this is a fave of mine. It's actually delicious. It's black tea with blackberry and peaches, um, so please do not connect this tea to the movie we're about to talk about. I feel bad. I felt like any tea that I drank tonight was going to forever be tainted by this terrible, terrible movie I'm about to talk about, but it is actually a delicious tea, I promise. So we're going to drink this out of my Vampire Blood mug here. Yum. This is going to be a quick one. Just full disclosure. This is going to be a quick one. Um... Not only because there's just not a lot to talk about, but also because I can only expose myself to this movie for so much longer before I need a break. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to pause this here for a second because this is a brand new mic and I just realized I didn't listen to playback and I have no idea if it's good or not. So hold on one second. All right, podcast listeners. I apologize if that's not the greatest sound, but... Uh, like I said, this is a brand new mic, so you're going to have to bear with me while I play around with it. So 
I promise next week will be better. Let's just jump right in because like honestly I want to never think about this movie again and we are talking about Dracula in Love. I don't know how I stumbled across this one. I, it's at the point now where my Amazon um, knows me so well that it's throwing stuff in my recommendations and a lot of it obviously is vampire related. So I thought oh it's it's Valentine's Day week, Dracula and love. That sounds lovely. Let's watch that. Oh boy. So let's do the summary. And it's a quick one. Thank goodness. Layla, a lonely young soul, spends the night partying with her friends, Nancy, David, and Nash in a warehouse. As the boys drink up and smoke pot, all social barriers between the sexes crumble. Layla, hit on by both men, hides away from them. Alone, she senses there is something else, someone else, who wants her, and certainly he is not of this world. A 200-year-old Dracula escapes from a crate and reveals himself to Layla and tells, him, tells her that she is his lost love. For him to live again and be with her, she must bring him the blood of her friends and then make love to him. Hypnotized by his sexual powers, Layla does as she is told. Layla and a handsome young Dracula get away and live happily ever after. The summary makes it sound so much better than it is. <laughs> Let's do it. Trivia. There is no trivia for this movie. You know why? Because there's nothing below the surface or behind the scenes. What you see is what you get. Vampire crossovers. The people in this movie, thank goddess, have not been in any other movies. And I think we should go ahead and let it stay that way. Vampiric references. Now, at one point, Layla says people are strange. I don't know if that was an homage to the Lost Boys. I don't know. It could just be super basic writing. That's awkward. Uh, relationship to humans. Dracula lives among the humans and loves one, Layla, as we know. He feeds on them. It's the usual vamp stuff. Relationship to animals is never addressed. Appearance. Man, if you guys are playing a drinking game uh, and you're watching me on YouTube, you should drink every time you see me roll my eyes or sigh because this is just awful. And this is the first, the first part of the review that's going to be painful to say out loud. Appearance. I cannot make this stuff up. When we first see him and he comes out of the crate, I think that he's supposed to be um, grotesque. Uh, he's gone 200 years without feeding. But guys, he looks like Uncle Fester. I cannot make this stuff up. He has a hunchback. He's bald. White face paint with black circles underneath. He looks like Uncle Fester. If I can get a screen grab, I will absolutely post it on YouTube for you. It is horrible. So then after he feeds and makes love to Layla, he comes out super young and hot. Fangs. No. No, he has Lee press-on nails, but no fangs. I don't know if it wasn't in the budget or they just didn't care. Uh, they spent all their money on the Uncle Fester costume, but he has no fangs. 
Blood. Yes, our our vampire needs blood. Clearly, he can go a very long time because he's been in the crate for 200 years without feeding. So this is not a vampire who has to feed. Um, but if he doesn't feed, then I guess he turns into Uncle Fester. Food. We never see him eat. Sunlight. This is never actually addressed. This whole movie happens in a warehouse one night over the course of, I don't know, an hour or two. So we don't know about the sunlight. Sleep. He's locked in a crate for 200 years. The crate looks brand spanking new. They probably built it the day before they shot and they didn't have enough money or talent to make it look aged. Um, and a simple forklift just knocks it open and pops it open. So I guess Dracula is too weak to break through a brand new crate. Uh, I'm assuming he needs to be out of the sun. I don't know. Holy items never addressed. Rules. I have no idea if he needs to be invited in, if he has a reflection, needs to sleep on the soil of his homeland. I don't know if he has to count seeds that get thrown on the ground. Whatever. Nothing. All I know is literally the only backstory is he got locked in a crate for 200 years. Layla is somehow his reincarnated love. They find each other. He has to drink blood and then make love to her to be young again. That's all I know. Powers. When Layla holds his hand, the boy that's chasing her can't see her. So I guess he can make her invisible. Everything else in the movie is actually done by Layla. A human girl. If Dracula has any cool powers, uh, he doesn't use them. He lets her do all of the dirty work. The murdering, the bringing him blood, the sexy dancing, everything. She does everything. How are they made? Never addressed. All we know is that's Dracula. We have no idea how he was made. If he can turn her into a vampire, we have no idea. None. How do they die? We don't know. Because, again, this all happens over the course of two hours. Uh, nobody dies. Well, the vampire doesn't die. A lot of humans die. Uh, he never dies. But apparently he can be locked in a crate for 200 years and live. So I'm going to guess he's pretty hard to kill. Are they good or are they bad? So the, fr the three friends, the three human friends, are played like they are the absolute dregs of society. Just god-awful people. Um, Dracula is played like the hero. Yes, he drinks blood, but it's his girlfriend Layla who does the killing. So I guess in the story, he's a good guy. Because, you know, she kills everybody. And also they're trash people, so... They get to live happily ever after. It's like, a, it's like a fairy tale. Tropes I love or tropes I hate. <laughs> I hate this movie so much. So it was very hard to look at it objectively. Um, but I had to because this is a serious podcast and I take my job very seriously. So we all know that one of the tropes I love is the long lost love who is reincarnated or finds their way back to the vampire. I love the faded love trope. Um, I mean, good for them, right? Good for them. Uh, that being said, to my listeners, if someone asks you to do something you don't want to do, like kill your friends, and their response is prove your love to me, that's bad. That's bad. You need to run. That's a red flag. That's not love. 
I guess in, in, unless it's Dracula. All right. Tropes I hate. You know what makes a bad vampire movie even worse? When the vampire doesn't have fangs. You can't afford 80 bucks for some good fangs to pop into the actor's mouth, really. I mean, this movie is god-awful. But at least you should have given Dracula some fangs. You made sure he had lovely nails. You couldn't get him fangs, really? Oh, jeez. All right. Wow, this is really going to be a fast one. Oh, my God. I'm flying through this. All right. The ratings. I have never been so not excited. I have never have I been less excited to do the ratings than I am right now. Doing the ratings on this movie is like writing a book report on the worst book ever written and then having to read that report in front of the whole class. That's what this feels like. So let's just do it. Let's rip that band-aid off. How scary or evil is Dracula? He doesn't seem to have any powers. He gets his girlfriend to do all the work. He can be trapped in a wooden box. It's not like there's chains around the box or there's a cross nailed to the top. It's just a box. He can go 200 years without feeding, which is handy. So he does get some points for that. No one has to bring him food. This is the lamest Dracula I have ever seen. The absolute worst. I am offended for Dracula. One out of ten stakes to the heart for scariness and evil. I'm sorry, but I, I gave you the honorary vamp point. I cannot, I cannot make myself give you anything else. I just can't. Sorry, Uncle Fester. One out of ten. Oh, boy. How sexy or alluring is Dracula? Oh boy, this movie is so bad. It's hard to award them anything. I feel like I'm encouraging very bad behavior. All right, let's do it. This is like, this movie is like one of those adult movies where the writing is like, I'm here to clean your pool. Should we do it now? And then everybody starts undressing. I feel like I'm giving them sexy points um, and which is only encouraging them to continue doing what they're doing. But I did create this rating system and I need to stick to it and I need to be consistent and I'm a professional, so I will do my duty and I will look at this like a professional. Obviously, Dracula likes sex. It's one of the first things he talks about. After the lovemaking, he comes out super hot. So apparently sex with Dracula gives him some kind of power. So we're going to give him a point for that. He seems to have some kind of hold on Layla because she's like drawn to him and then she kills for him. So we'll give him one point for that. The honorary vamp point. So I am being extremely kind. This is, this is my, this is my good deed for the week. I'm being extremely kind and I'm giving them three out of 10 onks for sexiness and allure. This movie is not sexy. If you think you're going to put this on for your date and like, and then she's going to be in the mood, it's not going to work. Um, that being said, Dracula does have a lure. Clearly it is, it is, um, portrayed in this movie. So three out of 10. And now I'm moving on because I feel dirty. My thoughts. If I haven't made it abundantly clear, 
This movie is an hour and 23 minutes long, which is an hour and 22 minutes too long. Um, you know how people say like, it could be worse. This is now my worse. So when I watch a movie and I'm like, huh, it could be worse. I'll be thinking of this movie, Dracula in Love. Uh, I didn't know that any movie could reach this le level of complete, utter steaming poo. But there you go. Now we know. I went through so many emotions watching this movie. First, it was pain from how awful the writing was. Then it was anger because I had to finish it. I had to finish it for this podcast. And then it was just like complete awe with how terrible the acting was and the fact that like a bunch of people got together and decided that they were gonna make this movie. And then it was utter depression because this movie got made and my books are sitting on a shelf, not being made into a movie. So then I was just like super depressed. Anywho, there's obviously no redemption in this movie. I can't think of a single nice thing to say about it. It was nonsensical to the point of being utterly ridiculous. I'm actually pissed off that this will be on the list of vampire movies ever made. It will be listed as a vampire film. It's offensive to me. Um, and so we're going to do it. We're going to do my favorite thing, my favorite coping mechanism when I have to sit through something like this. It's how I reward myself. We're going to do IMDB review titles. This is how I make myself happy. This is my happy place. Let's do it. The first one right out of the gate. Porn or horror movie? Question mark. I don't know. I don't think it's either. At first, I wasn't sure if this was a parody or just simply bad. It was so bad that you're like, this has to be a joke, right? Like they, they, they are period. Like it's so bad, so bad. It has to be satire, right? Nope. The next one was, I kept waiting for the real movie to start. <laughs> okay. That's somebody who has optimism and hope. I knew a minute in that this was what I was going to have to do. Bad, cringeworthy, embarrassing, and that's just for starters. 100%. <laughs> and my favorite IMDb title for a review of... Dracula and Love. Wine is required for watching this disaster. That is true. That's not just a title. That is a warning. That is somebody helping you out. And that's it. I will never talk about this movie ever again. Never, never, never. I would not wish this movie on my worst enemy. So I want to switch it up. Next week, we're going to do a movie that shows up on all of the best vampire movies of all times, list of vampire movies you must see, and that is The Addiction. We will be watching that next week. I watched it on Amazon Prime. I believe it is, um, I believe if you go to IMDb and look up The Addiction and it tells you below the places that you can watch it, I watched it on one of those free apps. You had to watch commercials, but it was free and I think it was Pluto maybe. So go check that out. We'll be back next week with the addiction. If you've never seen Dracula in Love, do not watch it. I just saved you an hour and a half. You're welcome. All right, guys, I will see you next week. I love you so much. Thank you for coming back. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you. I hope you find your 
long lost loves if you haven't already. I wish you wicked hugs and bloody kisses. Good evening.